11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Psalm 57, 7. For my heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast, and I will sing and make music. Yesterday, entire day, uh, we've been doing nothing but making some music. Uh, we had our church board and um, pastoral team, including small group leaders and, and those who are doing involved with the church ministry. We went on for uh, one four-day retreat uh, nearby here. And uh, it was just great and awesome. And the, one of the questions that we asked during the uh, retreat was, how do you see us today? And there's some picture of that, the, the feeling or the sentiment of what, how they feel today. I mean, can I have some pictures there? Yes. And um, we were given all these, like, many, many cards, and we are supposed to go and pick the card, the picture that kind of best depict our feeling, our sense. Uh, for one, uh, we asked our church uh, group leaders, and how many of you could uh, 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 remember and, 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 and say our church vision and mission statement? Well, 11 out of 20 said they could do it. The other one had a little struggle. So uh, we will have to do a little exercise here. Our church vision and mission statement is what? Transforming our lives in Christ to serve others. And um, now that you know, I expect you to memorize it. <laughs> and uh, there were like well, 20 of us, and we had like 20 different pictures, and I can't show everything, but I'm just show three that I remember. It's actually from my group. You know, the one on the top, I kind of picked it. It was like, you know, just sense that there's, there's everything is there. There's a puzzle, the picture of the puzzle. Like we all have our talents. We've got everything together. We just need to just knit together. We just need to put it together to make it whole. And that's kind of feeling uh, that, we, that I felt. And others saw that they picked the highway and it says, you know, we are all going in the same direction. We are. It's awesome, isn't it? You're believing in the Lord. We're going in the same direction. But the sentiment was that uh, everyone is in their own different car. And we're not really like uh, gelling yet. We need to kind of gel. We need to kind of do life together and perhaps be on the same boat, same car, same train or the same bus. So we can go all together. Uh, something that we're, we're kind of like a little bit lacking and uh, maybe sometimes if you're a little congested um, and uh, one person just picked like a picture of a young and like old and saying, you know, it would be so nice if we have a little more of a middle, uh, people in the middle. You know, I don't know what that means, people in the middle. I thought I was in the middle, but I guess I'm not. You know, middle, people in the middle. Then we asked the question, how do you see us in the future? I've got 20-some pictures, and I only picked a few. Uh, from upper left uh, corner, uh, you see this a person. Yes. <laughs> Uh, just taking risk, but feeling very safe. Can you imagine standing there in the ledge, whatever is below, 
feeling safe. And then uh, uh, they feel that uh, the, 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 if there was any kind of uh, a cloud or a fog in the vision and see it clearing so you can see it better. Um, and up lower, up lower left, lower corner is a crayon with all different colors. Again, with different uh, talents, and, um, but all coming together in a very orderly manner. Upper right corner, you see spiral. This person said, we feel that we can go deep. In the future, we're going to go deep in spirit, in, in relationship. Um, and then the one person said, pick this uh, gardening uh, in the field, saying, no matter what, I am working, going to work hard, going to work hard. Regardless, I see myself working hard now and in the future. And the balloons is all about celebrating. I see our church together celebrating. And the bolt of lightning is that there is so much, so much power in our God's ability to do something that we just need to receive uh, the power, the mighty power of God. And finally, one person picked this one in the middle, saying, I see we as a church making so many musics in the future. And that's what we need to be doing, make music, making music of the heart. So how do we do life in making music? Well, two weeks ago, uh, when I was giving message, uh, Romans 12, 17 uh, and 18, be careful to do what is right. So we need to do things that are right. What is right in the eyes of Everybody. Now, you may have heard that we need to do things right in the eyes of our Lord. The Bible also says we must also do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it is possible, as, as far as it depends on you, of course it all depends on us. There are not too many things that are totally outside of our boundary. We, everything is dependent on us. And live at peace with everyone. So the Bible teaches us how to do the life, how to live in peace with everyone. It says, honor one another. This says in Romans 12, 10. Live in harmony. Care for one another. Be servant to one another. Be at peace and do good to others. Submit and forgive one another. That's a really difficult one, I see. Confess sins to each other. It's hard to be very transparent. I know. It's hard to be very transparent. Pray for each other. And the list goes on and on and on. But today, let's look specifically how we can live in peace and be able to do life together. Now, Jesus, during his ministry, he taught us many, 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 many things. We can't really remember everything. We just know the good ways in which he taught us. But there are special teachings that we can remember. It goes with not only the Bible, but even our daily lives, or in somebody very special that you've been together for a long time, your mentor, when you have your uh, parents or your grandparents have been together so long, and like when they say things at the very last 
moment, meaning right before they are taken by the Lord. We take whatever they say, we take those things very, very seriously. And without going into our examples, if we look at our Lord Jesus' examples, what are the words that our Jesus has spoken just before he died on the cross? That is something for us, how to live in peace with one another. Now, I know he said at, on the cross at the very last breath, forgive them for they do not know what they do. And as I commend my spirit to God, he said those things. But that's him and God relationship. But he said something to one another before he died. He looked at his mother and looking at his disciples who were standing nearby. And he says to his mother, dear woman, here is your son. And then looking at the disciples... He says, here is your mother. And then what did his disciples do? The Bible says, from that time on, these disciples took her into their home. In other words, disciples began to take care of her, began to feed her. So that's what Jesus said before he died on the cross. But there's something else. And he was resurrected in three days later, and he appears to hundreds and hundreds of people. But he comes right to Peter and says something that is to all of us. And what he said just before he ascended to heaven, you just might be surprised. He said to Peter the Simon, feed my sheep. And after that, he said, follow me. That's, those are his last words to us before he ascended to heaven. There are two action verbs, feed and follow. Love others and obey. Like today's urban version might be, show some love and just do it. So if you want to be found favor in God's eyes, you must feed and follow. If you want to find favor in the eyes of everyone around us, we must feed, we must follow, we must show some love, and we just have to do it. So let's look at it further. So what is the meaning of feed my sheep? Well, to start, it could mean, let me help you. I am here for you. Let me do that for you. I am with you. You know, you're going to be okay. Don't worry. That sounds good, but on the other hand, how do we live our daily lives? We do just the opposite of a feeding. That is not 
right in the eyes of everyone. Things like, I don't like him. I don't want to sit next to him. You know what he said about you? Hey, don't invite her. How often do we say those words? Ouch. We're not feeding. We're not doing what is right in the eyes of the Lord, in the eyes of everybody that Jesus has commended us. In his last breath, so to speak. Even the bad people that listen to their mentors, the last wishes. Everything Jesus had taught, everything that he showed, everything about him dying on the cross was summed up to these words. Feed my ship and follow me. Yes, we can talk about all the grace and salvation and all the wonderful things. That's our relationship with our God above. But his command to us was to feed my sheep and to follow me. So we need to look at what is the meaning of feeding my sheep and what is the meaning of following him. When I was in the hospital, that was like 22-some years ago, waiting for, in the case some of you may not know, waiting for heart transplant, my first heart transplant, when my chance of survival was diminishing from the baseline of the 50% to 60%, maybe 95%, at that point in my life, nothing mattered no more. The diplomas that on my office on the walls meant absolutely nothing. My accomplishment meant nothing. The promotions that I have received in my previous company meant nothing no more. The big house, nice cars, and the vacation meant nothing anymore. All I wanted to know was this. Who is going to feed my babies. That's all I wanted to know. Who is going to feed my babies? Who will care for my babies? I looked at that time, my two girls, they were three and four years old. Who will take care of them? Who is going to walk down the aisle with them on their wedding dates? Who would feed them? Who would watch over them? What Jesus went through as he was descending, his last wishes to us, and my wishes were coincided. You see, at that time, my wife didn't have a job. At that time, I was 33 years old and didn't have any savings. We were broke, living on some credit cards. You heard about that? Basically, we were living paycheck to paycheck. I needed to know who would feed my ship, my daughters. 
I'm not just talking just about the food on the table. Who would play the role of father in their lives? Going back to our scripture, John 21, verse 17. The third time he said to him, that's Jesus speaking to Peter, Simon, the son of John, that's Peter. Do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him for the third time. Do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. Well, before we get into a lot more in depth, the question really is why did Jesus ask Peter to Simon for the third time if he loved him. First, it was confirmation of Peter's res- restoration. What did he do? What did Peter do in public place prior to this? He denied Jesus three times in a public place. So Jesus is making restoration to Peter in public place for three times as way of forgiveness, as a confession. Now, Peter, of course, uh, had repented and he was restored, but it's Jesus' way of showing as a confirmation that you have been restored. So when Jesus said, feed my sheep, Jesus is saying, if you love me, then show it. How many people, how many of us say, I believe in God? I know God exists. How many of us stop there? If you love me, Jesus said, then show it. You said that you love me. Are you simply going to worship me in the temple all day long. God is saying, no, 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 it's more than that. Jesus is saying, if you really, really love me, then show it. Then feed my sheep, meaning take care of my people. Go and ask them if they need any help. Go and tell them that you are with them. Go and tell them that they are going to be okay today. When Jesus said, do you love me? That phrase is very much in line with what he has taught us all along about love. What did Jesus say? All laws and prophecies are summed up to this. Entire laws that's in the Bible, entire command in the Bible, several hundred of them, you put it all together, you squeeze everything. Like you squeeze orange and you take out the best juice out of it. When you squeeze all out of it, it's summed up to this. Love your neighbor as yourself. The lesson here is this. Our love for Christ must be shown. Must be displayed. It must be put into action. By feeding 
his sheep by caring for the others. You see, Jesus did not ask Peter if he loved Jesus' sheep. He asked Peter if he loved him. If we were just to love his sheep, we will face many, many disappointments and discouragements. And we will end up not liking that particular person or people. But if we truly, truly love Jesus, even the people we don't like, we are to feed, take care of them, the sheep. So let's look at this a little further. Let's go into a little deeper. So if you look at the first time Jesus asked Peter, it's verse 15, John 21, 15. Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. No, that's not a typo error. It's not feed my sheep, it's feed my lambs. You see, in Greek, feed means literally tending, pasturing the lamb. Tending lamb are like tending infant babies, meaning that our nature is immature and vulnerable and are in need of someone to take care of us all the time. It's a continuing care, like you would do with the infant babies and animals. You see, lamb does not have any brain. So it's like many of us walking around without any brain. But you still need to love them then. That's what it means by feed my lamb. And the second time, Jesus used the word sheep instead of lamb. Verse 16, again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. He used sheep instead of lamb. What does sheep represent? Sheep are us. We are sheep. We are no longer represented as lamb, an animal. We are sheep. John 10, 11 clearly defines us. I am the good shepherd. Good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And that's exactly what Jesus did three days ago. I'm a good shepherd. I died on the cross for you all. You and I are sheep. And when Jesus said, take care of my sheep, he's emphasizing that to take care of sheep in a supervisory capacity. Love on them. Truly care for them. Be responsible for it. 
not only feeding, but rule over them and serve them as overseers and willing to die, willing to lay down our lives. Here Jesus telling Peter to feed and take care of his sheep. Love them as I have loved them. And love them as yourself. He's basically reiterating his love command. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the first time Jesus responded, feed my lambs. Second time he responded, take care of my sheep. And the third time, again, it was different. Feed my sheep this time. So let me read John 21, verse 17, one more time. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him for the third time. He was getting a little agitated. Jesus said, do you love me? He said, Lord, what are you talking about? You know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. In this case, Jesus is clearly describing the job as a shepherd's heart. The believer's heart is to have a shepherd's heart. That you are to tend the sheep, you have to care for. At the same time, you are to provide the spiritual food. The spiritual food is the Word of God. Teach them the Word of God. And reminding us that people are not to live by bread alone, but by the Word of God. So church, who will feed this church moving forward? Who will tend to this church? Who will care for this church? We are called to feed his sheep. After saying that, next verse Jesus commended Peter by saying, follow me. John 21, verse 19. Then Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Put it into action. Now do it. First, when you feed, you make music to those whom you are feeding. That's where beautiful music comes out. Second, when you follow, that's when you make the music unto the Lord. And that is true act of worship and praising. Psalm 57, 7, my heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make music. May God bless you and be found favor in his eyes.
as you continue to strive to make music. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you uh, so much for the love, the love that translates into dying on the cross for us, then fulfilling the promise of the Old Testament being resurrected in three days and for us. Through that, Father, you have shown us how you can make beautiful and wonderful music for all of us. And as you were ascending to heaven, your last words to us was to feed your sheep, feed your children, feed your people. And then you have clearly, clearly commanded us to follow the way you have lived. And when we look at the life of Peter, after you descended to heaven, he lived exactly that. He went out and fed the lambs. People who didn't know, didn't know you at all, he went out and just fed them. And he went on to take care of the sheep, the people, the your people. And finally, he fed the sheep with the word of God. Peter followed and obeyed. May you give us that encouragement, that inspiration to live out what you have commanded us to do so that we may be blessed, so that our life will go well for us, so that we will be found favored in your eyes. Thank you for living out and demonstrating what you have taught to us. We thank you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.